Looking for a coffee that can finally give you the flavor and experience you have been missing? Then your next coffee order should be from SeasteakCoffee.com. Seasteak Coffee is premium, hand-selected, highest-grade available coffee that is roasted on order, delivered fresh to you. And right now, you can take 10% off your order by using the code GRIND10. That's G-R-I-N-D and the number 10 for 10% off your Seasteak Coffee order. Head over to SeasteakCoffee.com so you can enjoy the smoothest and most caffeinated coffee available. Start your day off right with Seasteak Coffee. This week on the Route 16 Grind. In the outdoor update, Ethan will cover first COVID, now violent riots. Let's just head to the woods. And from the field, Ethan will talk about back to the basics, how to set up in the world of fishing. Instructor One from Riker USA brings us to the conversation of police training and the deficiency that are needed for better training on our on-target segment. And the rock, mud, and dirt, Brian interviews Justin Andrews from Factor 55. In Go Adventure, we receive an update from Sir William Goes. Then we wrap up the show with a cup of joe. Route 16 Grind, Episode 23, Unity. The Route 16 Grind is sponsored by Sea State Coffee, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, and Route 16 Off-Road. The Route 16 Grind, the podcast for outdoor adventurers. Each week, we bring you information related to off-road and outdoor activities. If you wheel, hunt, fish, overland, or are an all-around adventurer, this podcast is for you. Each week, we pour a cup of sea steak coffee and talk about informative topics, the gear, and the training that can help you have a successful outdoor adventure. We have amazing contributors and some great conversation. So, grab your cup and enjoy the show. Here are your Welcome to back to the Route 16 Grind. I'm here with Ethan, and we got a pretty big show this week, man. What's going on, everybody? Hey, Brian, do you want to guess what's in my coffee cup this week? Sea State Coffee, man. That stuff's good, right? Oh, my gosh. It was too long. Listen, guys, so it, with everything going on and, you know, coming aboard, it just everything, you know, went awry so fast, I wasn't even able to, to try Sea State. And now, mind you, we did uh, exercise um, safe social distance practicing, but <laughs> Brian and I were actually able to link up. He smuggled me a couple bags and a nice care package. So shout out to you, Brian, shout out to you guys at Sea state And I immediately went home. It's like seven o'clock at night. I couldn't help myself. I got out my grinder and my little carafe and I made myself a cup of the dark roast. So definitely a fan of the dark roast guys. You guys got to check this stuff out. It's amazing. I like to smell the bags. That sounds so creepy. I know, but <laughs> when it comes in and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, it smells so damn good. It, and I just never, I mean, this coffee, I've never had it. And you might think, Hey, this, it's not, I've never had experience with coffee. Like I've had with sea state coffee, Christian and his team do an amazing job. Veteran owned business. I love all every flavor that he comes out. Now they got some new ones too, man. So we got to get some more to you. I got some more that he just sent me and, I got to link up with you later this weekend, man. 
Absolutely. I'm excited about that. And like he said, guys, we've got a lot going on this week. There's a lot thing going on in the country this week. I hope you guys are staying safe out there, staying informed. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys like what uh, we got to put out this week because we definitely have some opinions that we're excited to share about the goings ons in the world, not only in the, you know, the outdoor realm and the wheeling realm. But um, and then we also bring in uh, instructor one. Uh, yeah. His perspective on so I'm excited to share that with you guys. Hey, guess what, dude? We got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. No way. Right on. And it says, if you like getting off the couch and enjoying the great outdoors, then this podcast is for you. They talk about everything from off-roading, overlanding, to hunting, fishing, to all things outdoors. Give it a listen. You won't be disappointed. Heck no, that's our, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that. We don't want to disappoint you. And we're looking to help you go out there and get some adventure, try something new, or become a little bit more refined and maybe some skills that you already have or some activities you enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. And please go out there and give us some more five-star reviews. We appreciate your posts and feedback. One of the best ways to help out the show is to post a five-star review with your feedback on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. This helps us grow the Route 16 Grind audience, and we also get a chance to hear from you. So if you love the show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Stitcher and Apple Podcasts today. The Outdoor Update is brought to you by Tuffy Security Products. Having your vehicle broken into is not a laughing matter. Trust Tuffy Security Products to stop opportunistic thieves. Tuffy is the industry leader in automotive security and provides peace of mind when you walk away from your rig. Durable and easy to install. Tuffy Security Products has adventure-ready consoles, drawers, and lockboxes available for you to organize your rig and secure your gear. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order. Remember to lock it up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Outdoor Update. This is the weekly segment where we provide you with stories, news, and information from the recent going-ons in the outdoor world. This week, I'm trying to bring some positivity and some energy, as I always do, but I I also want to just kind of like break down my thoughts and feelings on, you know, the outdoor world and the, the, our our world in general now. And, and it's almost you want to be somber and you want to be sad about it and you want to be mad about it, but, you, you know, you can't. You can't always just live like that. I, th- I think that you really need to take a step back and just assess and analyze everything that we've been through as a country, as a nation from the start and know that no matter what, you know, it's going to go on and we will, you know, united stand. So, I, I mean, first we've got, you know, COVID and it was almost like it. <laughs> It came on softly. I remember hearing about it briefly, and it was kind of just like, oh, it's affecting the stock market. You know, what is this thing? And it seemed like, maybe not to y'all, but um, it seemed like overnight to me, almost, things just kind of started spiraling to, you know, that escalation level went almost from like green to black, you know, pretty quick as people started to realize, you know, what effects this was going to have on our daily life. And, um, you know, we, we've got this and ultimately for us in the outdoor world, I I remember I shot the, uh, 
the Winter Nationals, which was down here in Mount Airy, North Carolina, through the uh, International Bow Hunters Organization, the IBO. And I remember my mother, who's a physician, and a couple other people who were like, are they still having it? They're closing everything down. I'm like, yeah, you know, nobody said anything different to me. And we all kind of cracked the joke that we were there, like, mm, you know, we're country folk, you know, hunters. This doesn't scare us. <laughs> like, we will have this event. And we did. It was a very successful event. You know, nobody got sick there or that was reported. It was, you know, it, it, it turned out great. And that was, you know, uh, early-ish March. Uh, and then it was shortly after that. It was about the next week that it, you just saw one thing after another after another. And, uh, you know, it, then I, you guys heard me talk about all the ASAs got suspended. All the IBOs got expen- uh, suspended. Uh, Total Archery Challenge got suspended. Shops, mom and pop shops, all the way up to some of the top tier uh, companies in this industry just shut shut down. And the lucky ones, the larger ones that could sustain from this, that have that that tenure and continuity, uh, you know. And then you see some of the smaller shops shut down, and they we still don't know who is going to come back from this. A lot of a lot of small businesses, you know, unfortunately had to file for bankruptcy and went out of business. Um, so it, it definitely was a whirlwind for the outdoor world. And, you know, there's sometimes where I feel bad. I, I can't bring you guys new products. I can't get it. You know, I get excited that things are just opening back up that, you know, unfortunately, some things are postponed, rescheduled till 2021. But, you know, a lot of things are rescheduled for later in this year. But they're, they're still on that uh, to be determined status. Uh, and then we saw people start getting fines for <laughs> the thing that you would think is the best thing for social distancing. There were certain DNRs in certain states handing out citations for, you know, uh, not abiding by the stay-at-home order, fishing, hunting, etc. A lot of states we covered uh, were pushing seasons back, which ultimately uh, kind of refined that income that these conservation efforts and these uh, state agencies depend on to be able to maintain their uh, status to keep going to keep providing us with the best outdoor experience for the wildlife for the public so you know we 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 conquered that and we were starting to come back and it was almost like we started talking about uh you know, what was going to be coming into a new norm? We, we, we were all getting excited. The stores were opening up. I said, like, hey, some of my companies that, you know, I sponsor and I'm an ambassador for, you know, we're opening back up. And, you know, now all of a sudden that things have just gone awry. And it was almost kind of to be expected. I don't want to say to be expected, but it, it's almost like if you take, American public and you know you quarantine them I'm doing air quotes (laughs) since you can't see me and you lock them up you know there's going to be some some civil unrest there's just the nature of the beast and with a couple edgy but you know Brian and I spoke we're we're going to cover them Um, situations have happened that have you know I want to say reopened old wounds A, a couple irresponsible actions of some individuals have sparked a a a wound a feeling that has is not new 
And it is unfortunate due to the timing that this has, uh, you know, occurred again. And, you know, that it's just it makes me wonder, you know, where we're going to go from this. And, and, and every positive thing that I had in mind that, you know, how I was going to, you know, adapt and pivot, adapt and pivot. That's all you get beaten to your head. And it's like, OK, we can we can come back from this. And now it's like, okay, once again, I'm adapting and pivoting, but now I've got to watch my back. And now I got to worry about how much more this is going to affect my quality of life, our quality of life as a town, as a city, as an, as a state, as a nation, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, and then you, you gotta engage, if you want to engage intellectually and analyze a little bit deeper, think about, you know, the, Hey, I'm all for it. You, you want a peaceful protest? That is your right. I think that there is an absolute stance for that. I think that there is a message that needs to be sent peacefully. Um, but there are some of these violent riots and some of these organizations that are, you know, taking it and escalating it to that next level that is just absolutely senseless to the original point as to why this is happening. And it makes you wonder, you know, how is this going to affect our ability as law-abiding citizens to self-protect, you know, our family, the thing that means the most to us, the things that we would give our lives for. How is this going to change gun laws going forward? Your ability to, and your right to bear arms, how is this going to be infringed upon due to, you know, the unfortunate events and the status of our nation? You know, so it's your responsibility as an American to you know, analyze this, be, be educated about it, think about it, and don't just sit back and be in your house and close your blinds. And that's, you know, physically and metaphorically, and let this pass us by because there's, there's a lot going on right now. Again, it's not old. History is due to repeat itself. It's come full circle. If you, you know, go back and, and you dive into some of the incidents that cause certain movements and, things but hey it, it's almost like you, you could see something like this starting to boil uh, it's unfortunate we're going through it right now but we have to be responsible we have to be informed and we have to get involved whether it's you know politically with your congressman with your senate you know you, you have you are the only person that has a voice to be able to be registered to vote to be able to say something to do something about what you feel strongly about. So make sure you exercise those rights and make sure you ultimately just think about it, just get engaged with it and take that time to, you know, really just, Hey, th this is, this is how I'm going to protect myself. This is how I feel about the situation. This is how I'm going to get involved. And this is my plan of execution. And then you always have that, that egress. So I, I don't know, Brian, it's, we talked about it a bit offline, but like, Man, what what are you what are you thinking? Like what say starting out now to where we are today, it's wow. You know, I, I just gotta get this out. The at no way, space and time, regardless of how you feel uh George Floyd uh you know, died, uh he didn't deserve to die. Let's just get that out in the open. Um that man, uh regardless how oh, he was on this and he had this pre doesn't matter. He didn't deserve to die. What happened was wrong, absolutely wrong. And if you want to turn our show off and you want to hate us and send us hate mail, I don't care. 
absolutely there. That was a hundred percent wrong. The accountability that you and I had as service members in combat zones, combat zones, like getting, you know, all sorts of things happening, uh, in the environments we were in, that would have not, that absolutely wouldn't have flown. Um, so, you know, uh, I will tell you this, you need to get involved people. So you're a hunter. Guess what? This impacts you, whether you realize it or not, this impacts you because you could have a, a government that come in and say, you know what, in order to protect us, they need our guns. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm really not. I'm just being honest here with the what is coming out. The problem is you got color blue, you got color red, and people vote by color on the sign. And that's we're guess what? It's our fault. On top of it, we're not having the honest discussion when it comes down to racism. We're not. We're absolutely not. We're not common uh, having the honest discussion when it comes down to interaction of the police and the public. We're not having honest discussion on the concern of the police force being militarized. Now, I'm not trying to be this person that's trying to start crap. I'm just saying we need to talk about this. We need to get out. Yes, peaceful protests, absolutely. But the if I was George Floyd's family, I would be absolutely insulted when a media person, media person, would put out a statement in an article or on the news and say the George Floyd riots. This man did not cause a riot. He was killed. Okay. Didn't cause a riot. So take his name. People are in protest. There is nothing more American than to protest. That is what we're about. And you have a right to redress your government. Absolutely. Peacefully, because you know what? I'm not about harming anybody. I'm not about taking people's stuff. I'm not any of that stuff. I'm about, hey, you know what? You do you, I'll do me, and we'll live peacefully. And we can go on about agreeing to disagree on topics, but that's fine. But it doesn't allow me to have power over you or you to have power over me. We really, and you said it, man, we got to vote. You got to get out there. If you haven't voted because, oh, does my vote doesn't matter, it does matter. You know what? I, I'll tell you this 100% honestly. Um, when I come to go to the ballot box and I don't like any of the candidates, I do a write-in and I just put in none of the above. At least I can say I reserve my right for the next election period to at least voice my opinion and complain, but I complain and provide recommendations too. Um, it, we need to get involved. We really do. We, you need, And this is what I love about the outdoors. This is what I love about the activities that we talk on this podcast it's biggest, um, the thing that just motivates me to do this and, you know, bring in people like Ethan and talk about all this stuff. And, and we want to bring people together, man. That's absolutely it. We want to bring people together because it takes something to start that catalyst of discussion. And I shared it over and over in this podcast personally myself. I interact with people politically. We're not in the same spectrum, but we sure as hell not burn each other's house down. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, and you have instigators and that's the biggest thing too with all this. You can sit there and associate, Oh, this group, that group. This is people. This is freaking jackasses integrating themselves just because they want to create riots, anarchy, violence. And I mean, anarchy in the negative way of freaking going on and, 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 and all that. Uh, there are peaceful like forms of anarchy folks, uh, believe it or not. Um, but they are just looking to create chaos and disrupt everyone's life. 
you get you gain nothing by sitting there and burning down a building. Okay, is that a statement? Yeah, you probably made your point. I get it. I get your frustration. Um, but far as where you want to go with it, know where the power's at. The power's in that vote. Organize yourself in the vote. Right there. I'll tell you right now, man. Third party's got my ear. I don't know about you, Ethan. Third party has my ear. Absolutely. And it's like, like you said, I mean, I just, I have to touch on it. It's like, it bagged and tagged a lot of people. And I'm talking like ROEs for, uh, you know, down from the Geneva conventions and war zones. You, you, you have somebody zip tied, bagged and tagged. You still don't need three grown men of 200 pound stature leaning on them. That perp was not going anywhere. That just, I have to highlight the ultimate irresponsibility of whatever these forces, these small cities, boroughs, what have you, that don't have these structured academies, and then the research training, and if they they are attending these things, they are slipping through the cracks majorly because that type of escalation of force in a non-lethal environment is just ludicrous. Well, let's just be honest. Know what good cops try to do? And I'm not a cop. I have plenty of friends that are people I care about. I have friends that I grew up with very close to cops. And I worry about them, worry, literally worry about them every day. But they work to de-escalate a situation. And they constantly, that's, you know, that's what they do. And that's why I'm telling you right now, it would be difficult for me. I respect cops to be in that, but good cops. I don't respect you fucked up cops, but I respect you good cops, man. Um, it, it is a tough job, and I acknowledge that. And I'm, I will provide all the support that I can as a citizen to ensure that your life is safe and, and all that. But come on, man. That was just absolutely wrong. This guy did not deserve to die. Did not deserve to die, man. And yep. you know how pissed off we were about that deer in Pennsylvania when those kids were freaking basically uh, torturing it? This was yep. a human being, man. Ah, and they were... So freaking comfortable in the public cameras on them to just sit there. And I will put you citizens who just got your freaking cameras out and watch to me. Hey, you're, you're kind of a little tiny bit guilty yourself because you could have said something. You could have yeah. went there and said, this is wrong and you could have caused something. You know what? I guarantee you, if that would have been there, I would have taken, you know what? Put me in freaking cuffs. I will absolutely freaking take this one and then take this to court. Because I, there's no way that was right. I had my blood boiling. You bring that up because it's like I can't do anything but watching it, knowing the type of person I am. Hey, DOD personnel inherently, Marines, whatever, SF. It's like I don't – like you said, I don't care if I would have got a, a aiding and abetting, a damn uh, – you know, some sort of infraction for it. But it's like I would have – tackled him or something and for the people who did stand there and say he can't breathe get off of him do something you know and, and how forcefully the officer Tao or whatever whoever the big barrel chested you know out of height and weight standards dude was that was out front trying to do crowd control it's like at, i i wish something would have been done because this man's life you know what I, I i need a revert i got i got a little bit of motion running and I, you know what i wasn't in those people situations 
I, I don't know who they were. And I'm not, I'm going to respectfully uh, apologize uh, for that comment. Um, I'm not going to take that out of the podcast because, I mean, it's just the emotion attached. Because I'll tell you why. Be, by the fact that these guys are so comfortable doing that, they might have been comfortable enough to shoot the people that entered that. Sure. Uh, you know what? They might have been that comfortable saying, oh, well, I was getting attacked and, and just blast somebody away and put 30 rounds in them. Um, and I love the fact that other cops are coming out saying this is freaking wrong. This is wrong. I love it. I love it that other professionals who are in that field are openly saying this is wrong. Our own police out in our area. So Ethan and I live on the outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and uh, you know our own police out there, uh, they they acknowledge that with their protests. They're saying, you know, and you say what you want about these officers taking a knee or anything else, um, because there is a peaceful solution. And a silent protest, whatever, I'll take that any day over riot. Any day over riot. But yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. And, and so all, all you guys out there who, you know, the open space, open lands, all that, your rights, I mean, you, you got to get involved. And, and if you're one of these big Second Amendment guys, um, and it, you should be, I think everybody should be because it's an extremely important right. And right now, the people that fought for all those gun laws to make it harder for you to get a weapon, they're trying to get a gun, man, trying to protect themselves. And that's a right. That absolutely you should not be prevented from. You, know, you should have the every opportunity to defend yourself. Um, yeah. You need to get involved, so, man. You need to get involved. Yeah. So to just bring this thing full circle, guys. I mean, <laughs> like he said, you know, if if anything comes off as uh, off off colored as a remark, you know, I, I apologize too because you know sometimes you just you start speaking with raw emotion and maybe people don't have not had. You know, obviously, this uh, similar training or uh, real world uh, upbringings, even or experiences that we may share. You know that, that sometimes our chemistry gets going on this show. So it's like, um, you know, just officially as well. But um, I did want to bring that in, and you know, for you guys that come here to listen to for bow builds and you know the latest gun laws and. Uh, you know, when, when hunting season, when the, when things are going to open back up, you know, it, it, unfortunately that was at the forefront of our nation, uh, this week. So I know this isn't a political podcast, um, but you know, we, we definitely, we, we sneak it in every now and then <laughs> yeah, we, we, kinda, we slip it in just because of our, you know, passion for our country. But, um, yeah, man, you know, it, it was, we had to say it, we said what, you know, our thoughts and feelings were, um, you know, Brian kind of put out our disclaimer. I stand by that as well at the beginning. So, you know, I've, just to bring a full circle for, you know, each and every one of you guys listening out there um, and for you guys that listen out of the country, you know, like, hey, I see a lot of support on social media. And I, I even see there's, uh, you know, peaceful protests going on in the UK. So that that's great. Um, to show that kind of support for, you know, our nation with our, our allied countries, et cetera. But um, uh, like Brian said, like I said, it, even for you guys that just, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I know people like that. It's like, I just don't even want to get involved. I'm, you know, I'm sorry for the guy. I'm sorry for his family. I'm sorry for everybody in general. I just want peace and I want to go out on my 40 acres of land and, you know, kill a buck. And like you said, hey, your rights are very well, you know, subject to be impacted because they can say hey you can't have that 270 to go hunting with this year that's due to public safety so you know bring it full circle that's why i brought this into it just because just when we thought we were coming back to a homeostasis level 
um, you know, we have to look out for ourselves and our rights of freedom. The Red Warren Badge says you're equipped to handle anything, ready to conquer any challenge that may come your way. That badge has stood for off-road excellence for more than 70 years. During that time, we haven't stopped innovating or striving for perfection. Be ready. Be prepared. Go Warren. When you hear the calls, you know we have a report from the field. And this week, shoo, I'm just going to take a step back. We had, we definitely had a good first segment. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, you know, we kind of got, you know, we just got raw there f- with you guys for a minute. So, um, and definitely feel free to give some feedback on that because, you know, this this is this is our, not not Brian, an hour. I'm doing big, big circle right now. You know, we want you guys to get involved. Tell us what you like. That way we can keep keep bringing you the content that keeps you guys going. So I'm going to take a step back. Let's get back on that happy level. We're going to talk about some of the things we can look forward to this summer. Now, later, you and me going fishing in the dark. Brian said it in the intro. We're going back to the basics of fishing. So for those of you guys out there that, you know, you got your whole selection of L.L. Bean and Orvis and, you know, you're going out steelhead fishing with the biplane. This may not be for you, but for those of you guys that you know are looking for a way to get outdoors, a way to contribute to conservation, a way to get your kids involved, something else to do while you're going wheeling, overlanding, or camping, hey, I'm just going to tell you just how cheap, easy, and you know cost-efficient it can be to get into something that can ultimately lead to lifelong memories and uh, happier, healthier you. So, obviously, we all saw pictures or maybe our grandfathers or something took us cane pole fishing or, you know, you had your little ugly stick or something like that, you know. But a rod and reel setup, it doesn't have to be too elaborate. Heck, there was this one time where <laughs> we actually went four-wheeling, you know, little little quads. I'm not quite on the level with you jeepers yet, but uh, this was back when I was maybe 10, 12-ish years old. And a uh, group of us boys growing up playing baseball together, the, the adults would get together. We'd go on like 12-hour uh, quad rides. And us kids would, you know, go off during the breaks when the adults were enjoying their nice cold adult beverages. Uh, we'd go off and get into some shenanigans. So we actually stopped at this place called the Reservoir. And uh, we, <laughs> a buddy of mine took off his shoelace. We saw some bluegill. Took off his shoelace, and we actually saw where somebody had been fishing, and there was a little bit of, you know, twine, or twine, jeez, listen to me, fishing line, some monofilament on there, you know, maybe 10 pound or something like that with a little hook and a, a, a bobber. Maybe, you know, 10 feet in, in length, something somebody snagged in a tree, and it was wound around it. So, you know, we cut off what we could of it and utilized the hook and the bobber and tied what we needed as an extension to the shoelace. And then we dug up and we actually found a grub in an old rotten piece of wood. You know, so from just what we found in our resources, we were able to put a grub on a little like, you know, four-aught tiny hook that already had a a leader attached to it. Threw it out there and we actually caught a bluegill. And it was like the coolest thing since sliced bread, you know, to just primitively do it with, you know, what little resources we had there. So 
that was not my first fish. That is not my most memorable fish, but that was definitely an experience I wanted to share with you guys because it doesn't take much. And that is a memory that, you know, I still have how many years later, and then I'll have it the way I tell my grandchildren. So rod and reel setup doesn't have to be too elaborate. You know, the old Zebco 33s, you can get them at Walmart for, you know, sub 30 bucks or something. I think they even come with little Plano tackle box kits that have bluegill, bass on them, what have you, trout, whatever you want to catch. And honestly, guys, that's enough to get you started. Um, you know, so, so the selection is vast. And like I said, you can go mild to wild real quick with this stuff. You can get, uh, you know, Shakespeare ugly stick. You know, you can actually get the rod and maybe upgrade your reel separately. Um, you can get all down into, you know, light action, medium action, fast action, you know, medium heavy, light heavy, you know, different lengths for different things. Six, six all the way up to, you know, 12 foot fly rod. So you guys want me to get into uh, fishing a little bit deeper. If you guys have a passion for that, I definitely can get you guys, you know, into uh, you know, bass fishing, trout fishing, uh, both lake and stream, fly fishing. So let me know on that. But for the basics, get your rod and reel at Walmart. Get your rod and reel at Academy. Less than 50 bucks. You can have, a you know, everything you need for the summer. Locations. Locations are a big thing. I don't know where you guys are. Hey, Florida, land of a thousand lakes. I know you can go down there and pretty much turn in 360 and see water, whether it's the coast or inland. Hey, there's opportunities everywhere. Um, here in North Carolina, we definitely have some big lakes. We have Lake Jordan, Lake Waccamaw. Uh, I don't know. There's a couple more. I actually talked to a couple dudes that do the there, – there's a pretty big following for the uh, bass tour here. Um, so a lot of big money in that. Um, but, you know, within – Heck, I mean, five minutes, I can be at a lake all the way out to, you know, 40 minutes. I, I'm at a, you know, a lake, a huge lake. So wherever you guys are, I, I'm certain that there's at least a, a farmer's private pond. It doesn't hurt to go, you know, if you drive by it on your way home from work, hey, it's still not, well, you know, people might be on edge a little bit these days. So <laughs> proceed with caution. But Don't do that. Hey, it, it never hurts <laughs> to stop there and just... Ask the farmer. <laughs> hey, hey, sorry, I got my dog's work cut. It doesn't hurt to say, hey, sir, you know, would you mind if I brought my son here, you know, on Saturday for a couple hours and, you know, caught a couple bluegill or bass, we'll catch and release. And nine times out of ten, he's going to be like, you know, I don't care, you know, have fun, have at it. But, um, you know, and then I, I wanted to wrap this in because we talk about this at length is, um, you know, you guys – you're getting out there, you're, you're wheeling, you're overlanding. Overlanding is great because you're, you're getting out there and you're at least spending some days and you're camping and you're, you're living primitively. But sometimes I know there's been some interest expressed. It's like, all right, I love wheeling, I love wheeling, and I love wheeling. But it's like, all right, you get out there. Well, then what? How, how much more could you diversify and how your, your experience and how much more fun could you have? And, you know, just kind of bringing that plethora of activities to your overall experience. And it's like... Take a, a travel rod and reel. They have telescopic ones that take up there. You know, they go from six foot down to one foot. You can throw that thing in the back of your truck. 
for a while I carried one of those just because, you know, a single guy, I didn't have any obligations or be home. I just, you know, go to work or, you know, go for a drive and I'd see a body of water. I wanted to fish and heck you stop there for 30 minutes. That's it. You know, on to the next one. Hey, there's probably no fish here. So getting out there exploring and having that in your, you know, your toolkit, your arsenal to be able to, you know, enjoy that sport is something that's just so so easy and it's that the piece of it the peace and the memories that there's been so many studies and i try to do this and i know that you know i don't always practice what i preach that taking that what is it five even ten minutes up to an hour of just you time you know that meditation there's a you know, so many different activities you can do. You can just write down your thoughts for the day and reflect on them. You can read. You can just go to a quiet place. Well, for me, maybe for Brian too, getting outdoors. For a lot of people, that is your your me time as well. You don't you don't even have to share that with anybody. It's great if you do, but that can be your escape. You know, stop at the lake on the way home or get up early on a Saturday morning, get your coffee at your favorite place, get your, you know, breakfast sandwich if they're serving. Hopefully most places are open where you're at. But uh, you get that, you spend an hour or two and you're back home with maybe a fish or two or regardless, you're back home with a memory of the sun coming up and seeing a little bit of mist on the water and just getting to reflect and being a better you. And you get home and before your kids and wife are even up and you just you just have that peace, that memory, and uh, that's something that I can't tell you how great it is to go experience it for yourself. So make sure you get out there and try it. We like to feature your success in outdoor adventures, so shoot the pics over to us with a brief story. Route16.com and select contact. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. On target. Welcome to our On Target segment, where you receive the inside scoop on brands, products, and training that can help you step up your hunt and range game. This week, Ron from Riker USA gets the conversation started as it ties into current events. A sensitive subject, yes, but a needed discussion. Police training, the deficiencies, and the need for better training. What's up, everybody? It's Ron with Riker USA coming to you with this week's On Target segment on Route 16 Grind Podcast. And... This week, I want to talk about something that is, by the time you guys get to this, hopefully things have, I don't know, cleared up in the murky waters in what is going on in Minneapolis with the murder of uh, George Floyd by basically by the four police officers that were there. And uh, I love law enforcement. And just like in the Marine Corps and in the armed forces and in life, you've got stellar performers, you've got middle-of-the-road performers, and you have absolute dirtbags. It's no different in law enforcement and medical field and engineering and plumbing. You got guys who are great, and then you get guys who are just doing it, you know, just punching a clock, you know, just to get that paycheck and don't really care about perfecting their craft or really, you know, doing above and beyond. And, you know, I think the biggest thing missing here and, and again, not condoning what these police officers did, it was absolutely horrible. And as humans, as law enforcement, as people, we need to do better. We need to do better. We need to, we need to just come together and really do better. And we also, 
I'm not going to go conspiracy theory on you guys, uh, but uh, we also need to not allow the media to manipulate us with the propaganda. And, and again, I'm not taking away from this event. But the thing I want to talk about is I have a degree in Homeland Security and Emergency Management. And one of the things that I wrote about many, many times when I was uh, working towards my degree was the shortcomings of training and education in the first responder arena. Our police officers are hired for a job they are not trained for and not allowed to do. And when they do their job, the repercussions, the ripple effect is absolutely just magnifying in a bad way. These guys, you know, whatever compelled them to become a police officer, raised their right hand and they swore an oath to serve and protect. And where I have seen personal experience through training with guys, working with guys, friends who are cops, and then interviews I, I've conducted over the years, these guys want to do better, but they're not paid for in correlation to the stress of the job and what they do. They're so worried about being micromanaged now or just pretty much farting in the wind and getting, you know, in trouble for, you know, something minor. It actually prevents guys from doing good police work. I was actually thinking about becoming a sheriff's deputy years ago after I retired because I still I wanted to serve. I wanted to make an impact in my com community. And I had a few guys who were uh, one was prior, prior Marine Corps and sheriff. And then I had another guy who was just straight sheriff. And they both told me they're like, look, man, there there there's no loyalty in law enforcement like what you're used to there's it's not there and the reason it's not there is because the guys have to look out for themselves because they're not really they don't feel like that they're protected if they did the right thing if they did the right thing <clears throat> they still might get fired so it's it's about it comes down to career and self-preservation and what you see in a lot of communities is the first thing to get cut by the local elected officials, politicians, is budgets, and the budgets for law enforcement, for firefighters, and what what comes out of those budgets, training and promotions. And law enforcement, the, 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 unless you're like LAPD SWAT, Dade County SWAT, you know, Dallas SWAT, a dedicated SWAT team, the bigger cities, you're, you're not going to have the funding. You're not because it just doesn't call for it. But that doesn't mean that our police officers in, you know, in the small towns in North Carolina and these, these towns in Minneapolis and, you know, in all of these towns across the United States that they don't deserve proper training and proper training should, should be afforded to every single one of them, whether you're a rookie or a 20 year veteran. Sustainment training is important. We do it in the military for a reason. It, you, you can't grow as an individual. You can't grow as a leader and you can't grow to support the mission to support the needs of the command or, or whatever unit you're in. It's, it needs to be the same for law enforcement. These guys need to have mandatory training and this training needs to be advanced. It needs to be modernized. They do need to have extensive firearms 
training. I And I would go ahead and say on a special operations caliber level, because if you're protecting me, in my mind, you need to be able to shoot better than me. And that's the standard I hold law enforcement to. <clears throat> Sounds a little arrogant, but I mean, to me, that's just how I feel. The, you know, so training, these guys have got to train. Now, they also need medical training. These guys need military TCCC live tissue. These guys need this training. These guys see more trauma. It, it, the first responders, they're on the scene. They're coming up on a, on a car accident. Someone's hanging through the window. Someone's been run over. Like these guys are not, tra- these men and women are not trained for this, and let alone if the guys that do go out and seek to be better at their craft, they don't aren't provided the proper equipment in their vehicles. Most of them are not. The next thing is how to communicate with the public. They need to have social interaction training. They need to have these things. They need to ha- understand how to conduct themselves on their own social media. They need to, un- and I know these policies are in place, but how much training is supporting a policy or a document that you signed? Okay, cool. Let me get back to work. You know, all these things come into play. And then the final thing is they need to do extensive background checks on these people. Constant mental health assessments. Mental health is a huge issue in our country. And we've seen it, you know, post uh, global war on terror, all our veterans coming back, all the issues these guys, you know, a lot of the guys have had and the suicides. It's the same in law enforcement. And they're not they're not screening these guys. They're not doing the constant checkups and they're not doing a background check on them, making sure that these guys are good. And and it's all, none of these things are happening for the whole purposes of saving money or spending money on something else, like a new park. And I'm saying, I'm not saying parks and roads aren't important, but if these people are protecting us and we're not training them, we're setting them up to fail and that's not fair. So think about that. And again, what those police officers in Minneapolis did was 100% wrong. It was murder. And I would like to think that if I was there, I would have had the moral courage to step up and tell the police officers that they need to fix this. They need to stop and without trying to physically interact, because regardless of why that man was detained from the beginning, that was wrong. No, no if ands or buts. So stay safe, uh, ask questions, engage, help somebody, do something for somebody else without wanting anything in return. Uh, and like I said, we can all do better. We all have to do better. All right. So thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Route 16 Grind. Talk to you guys next week. Hey, Ron, thank you so much for that contribution. Again, it's, it's a tough subject, tough to get into, a uh, sensitive subject, uh, but an honest commentary. Uh, just like Ron, I have a degree in emergency management. And I tell you what, what Ron said, I don't take as arrogant because I know the man personally. Uh, I've known him for decades. And let me tell you, I too, as a citizen, expect that bar for if you're going to walk around the public and protect, you know, quote unquote, protect my family, protect my property and all that. And you're armed. There is an expect expectation that I have as a citizen that you can employ that uh, 
whatever weapon system safely with my family around that situation. Um, so I don't take that as arrogance and I hope that you don't as well. Um, and we had to, again, it's an honest conversation and thank you for bringing it up. And we loved your feedback on this. Want to support the show? How about becoming a Route 16 Grime Patreon today for as little as a buck a month? It's not just a contribution, but an investment that goes directly to the show. Help this podcast expand and grow. Check out the show notes for the links to our Patreon page today. Hey, this is Mickey G. And I just want to remind everybody when they're out heading the woods and the trails and everything, uh, the snakes seem to be a little bit more active than normal this year. Uh, for the first time in uh, 32 years since I've been on the Nikki G compound down here, uh, I've seen a uh, copperhead snake in the yard. First time I've ever seen a venomous snake in, in the yard. And uh, he's probably around, uh, probably about 30 inches long. I have to measure him in inches because he doesn't have any feet. Yeah, I know that one. That's Damn. pretty lousy. I I could probably do better than that. Let me think. No, I think that's it. I think I used all my good jokes up already. I'll come up with more. All right, guys. I'll uh, chat to you later. Never going by. In the Rock, Mud and Dirt is brought to you by Warren Industries. At Warren, we pour our effort and our thirst for adventure into every product we make. You better believe American pride runs deep here in Clackamas, Oregon. Here, a small army of engineers, technicians, machinists, and assemblers design and refine Warren products, bringing them as close to perfection as possible. Their work is backed up by legendary quality control that doesn't just stand up to rigid worn standards. It lives up to the toughest demands of the world's top vehicle manufacturers and military suppliers. How do we know? Because they've partnered with Warren for decades. This quest for peerless reliability, this worn difference, will be around as long as Warren Industries is in business. At least another 70 years. Go prepared. Go worn. Welcome back to the Rock, Mud, and Dirt the segment where I talk about people, brands, products, and events from the off-road world. This week, we sit down with a great interview with Justin Andrews from Factor 55. Justin, welcome to the Route 16 Grind, and thank you so much for joining us here, man. Yeah, well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man, uh, my name is Justin. I've been working for uh, Factor 55 for uh, going on six years now. Um, I actually, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, oh. now I live out here in uh, Boise, Idaho. So it was kind of a long transition to get between here, but I've been in Idaho since uh, high school, actually, and then went to, um, I got a full ride to Boise State uh, when I graduated, right so I stayed uh, in this area, and I uh, got a full ride to, uh, to college for music, so I played in a band, toured all over, uh, got certified for scuba, went out to Hawaii, taught scuba in Hawaii for a while, and then when I moved back uh, California for a little bit. I ended up uh, moving back to Idaho and I bought a Jeep when I got back to Idaho. So right that on. right there was like, that was the, uh, that was the antithesis to my rest of my life. I never thought motorsports would be my career or that I have all the opportunities that I've been presented from doing this job. But, uh, I went from barely knowing how to change my oil or airing tires down or anything like that to being able to race the Baja 1000. So things have been 
been quite the transition over the last six years. I'll say that. So That's awesome. Been, and, and you know, yeah. the, the fact that you were open to all that and you weren't settling and you were exposing yourself to different things. And, you know, that's really what this show's about. And this is one of the things we want to encourage. And man, you are a byproduct of getting out there and doing it and actually having the energy and going out in there and learning those new skills. And, you know, one thing I want to kind of bring in is, you know, when we talk about Factor 55, most people know Factor 55 is just at 55. But really, it's a Factor 55 engineering. You guys are an engineering brand, engineering company. Tell us about that and the tie that it has in not only in the name, but in the brand itself. Yeah, so uh, our company founder and uh, president, Mike Costa, uh, Mike is the, uh, you know, he's the brains behind the the whole uh, driving force of the brand. And so Mike's actually a mechanical engineer by trade. He worked for uh, Loral Space Systems. <laughs> Ford Aerospace, LAM Research, uh, worked in a lot of military satellites and semiconductors and, um, you know, ran engineering for Samsung uh, for a time. I mean, I mean, he's done done it all. And in the background, you know, he was always right around that Silicon Valley a- area and uh, was always a avid Toyota rock crawler. So he, there he was back in the early 80s uh, with his like, you know, his Hilux out there smashing on the Rubicon. So it was nice. really like... Uh, it's always, you know, it's the funniest thing, even from scuba, I've, I've really kind of gotten that too, where even from teaching scuba, we had, there was always going to be, en- there was always engineers, right? Those type of mindsets are the type of guys that get involved in something like this. So the same thing with where you got these dudes who are designing military satellites and doing all this stuff, like here, here he was also uh, out on the Rubicon rock crawling. So he, you know, the idea was always trying to make a, a better mousetrap, right? So he uh, came up with a lot of the, um, you know, the, he came up with all the, the patents and the and the basis of all the products that we manufacture and yeah man like we do design work for uh, the military for uh, fire departments law enforcement um, we kind of do it all in fact we manufacture some products that we don't even sell uh, to the public because we have other things going on in the background so there is there are many levels and a lot of a lot of different avenues and facets there and it's all based on strict uh, precision engineering and sound engineering practices. You know, so you mentioned a, a lot of things. So I, I, I'm a diver too, so I get what you're doing. And I have a deep uh, um, background in uh, communications. And I tell, I'll be honest with you, it was my tech mind that really attracted me to your brand. And I'll be, I remember the first time I heard of you guys, I was like, what is that? And I go look uh, on Google and I see your testing. <laughs> The testing that you all do for each one of your products is second to none. Um, you put Thank a you, form sir. out there. You you put it all out there, and you also educate. That's what I love about you all, too, as a customer, not only as a partner, but a customer. That is what the big attraction was. It's like, hey, you're not just giving me something to say, hey, because I said so, it's awesome. It's the coolest thing out there and everybody has one. You should buy it. It's actually, hey, our stuff works. It's tested. It's evaluated. And you know what? If, if, if there is an issue, your customer service is second to none. A phenomenal yeah. brand. Well, you know, well, and, thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, t- I, you know, Justin and I, we've been talking for about three years, you know, off and on here. We, we hit each other up and you're a huge supporter. So, but I'm not saying that in the sense to just to pump you guys up. I'm being, and anyone that knows me knows that this is absolutely sincere. You know, what, what 2020 right now, the world's just been on fire. You know, some of us has kind of been in the bunkers and, and isolated from the world the past few months with everything going on. But you all have a bunch of new products. Factor 55 has a bunch of new products out there. So how about you catch us up on what that new stuff is and maybe why we need to have it? 
Yeah, so it's been a really interesting uh, transition, um, you know, mostly because of, you know, coming in from, you know, we always build up everything to SEMA, and then at SEMA, we release all the new products, and at SEMA allows us as a as a vendor to show up to that event and to be able to display our parts on this world stage. Now, when we when we do that, a lot of times, we just have the prototypes. Like, we've scrambled all year, we've done whatever, right, our show season, the whole thing, and we've come to SEMA to release these new parts, but then it actually... You, you get like 90 days from the time you showed at SEMA before it has to be in production and available, right? So we started showing some of this stuff in the fall, but man, we didn't really even have inventory or any of the actual parts like done in that way until it was like already into, you know, the middle of January. And so, uh, in fact, some of those parts has been, it's been hard to even catch up on since we started making them. So a couple of the big, the big things this year, um, that we have now rolled into releasing is we now offer three full recovery kits. So we have a small, medium, and large recovery kit that we named uh, the Owyhee, the Sawtooth, and the Bora. And we actually named those uh, based on the elevations of the mountain ranges uh, right around here in the Treasure Valley here right in Boise in Idaho. So it's kind of a cool thing to throw back to give even the name of those those kits right to kind of a little local flair yeah, that's awesome. to where we're at. Right. And then uh, so we, in the in the recovery kit, the thing that was so unique about this is that every single re- recovery kit uh, it is the first all inclusive 100 percent USA made recovery kits available. So every component, including the bag itself, is USA made. So that was something that was a really big thing for us and that we were really trying to come up with what those bundles were going to look like. Um, and a lot of that started over a year ago. So like kind of a quick little story here. Uh, my son, uh, who is 16 now, uh, lives in Chicago. So he flew out here to go, uh, to come visit, uh, me and my girlfriend. And, uh, I took him, my girlfriend and my, and, uh, my little brother, uh, who was just about to start med school. And we all went snowboarding. We just went two hours North of here to go snowboarding. Well, I got a two door Jeep. No, nobody in all this equipment's not fitting in the back of my Jeep, right? Right. Like, it's not going to happen. So we go up to go ride the mountain all day. It's totally badass. I want to give my kid a really wonderful Idaho winter day, you know, the whole thing. So we go down to this hot spring as soon as we get done um, uh, riding the mountain. Well, as soon as you turn off the main highway, you're right on the dirt road. And it's something, it's something as simple as just a, a dirt road that's covered in snow, right? And here we are in my girlfriend's Xterra with both my son and my uh, and my little brother. And here we are. And as soon as you turn off the dirt road, what is it? It's a stock Tacoma stuck on the side of the road, slid off the road. You know, a hundred yards past that guy, there's a Honda Civic slid off the road. Just people just trying to go down to the, the hot spring, right? On a winter day. And here I am doing what I do for a living, knee deep in snow, trying to shove cars out of it. Right. right. Like just totally ridiculous because we didn't have anything. We had zero kit whatsoever. And so it really started to build this whole thing to go like, geez, man, if we just had one little bundle, even in, in something to start that even if you're going to take your dirt, if you're, I mean, if you're going to take your vehicle off pavement and you're going to hit dirt in any kind of way, even as simple as going to a ski resort, we should be able to offer that bundle of bags that for anybody that's going to take like their Subaru Crosstrek or their, uh, their Tundra for that matter, whatever, we should have something that's available for anybody to do. So uh, that's where kind of the basis of these recovery kits really came from. And so the Owyhee recovery kit, our small recovery kit, is all of the essential little tools that if you have a vehicle with a hitch receiver or you have a vehicle uh, that you're trying to help recover that has a hitch receiver, you have 
everything to start in order to create a, a closed system and something in order to do a, at least a, a, a some type of recovery on. So uh, from there, the sawtooth kit is based for towing and winching. And then the borer kit is really based for municipalities and military was kind of more the focus there. Uh, but that kit uh, basically has everything for extreme rigging um, and towing stuff all bundled in one one place. So now there's no fussing or fighting or looking around like you can just get those kits. So that was pretty cool. You know, I any time uh, that I go out, I I have med kit, I have, you know, a, a tire patch kit. Recovery kit is right up there with the things that I always have in my vehicle and you just don't know when you can assist someone. I've helped people on sunny days who just ran off the road because they probably weren't paying attention. I've had poor weather days when I having that gear and on top of it just being able to be self-sustaining and peace of mind uh, while you're out wherever you are. And those packages, they're just so beefy. Um, that's what I love about your products. And just that brand name, it's there. You guys don't take shortcuts in your testing. I mean, for someone that's just not sure, hey, is this going to work? They can just contact you guys, and they can just really have a lot of a, a lot of trust into the brand name. And speaking of brands, and I, I kind of skipped over this, but I want to get back to it. But you know, you and Warren are no longer competitors. In fact, you guys are on the same team now. So, what is that all about? And how do you know your customers and Warren customers benefit from this new partnership? You know that yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting actually. So we, you know, I had thought, you know, I'm again, I'm just like the dude that works here, right? I really helped. I helped uh, with the marketing and sales and, and to build the brand, but you know, I was not really privy to like the whole conversation that was happening behind the scenes. So it was kind of a, it was a surprise to me, just it was to, just a, as a, to anybody else. But it was really one of those things where we had we had been talking about for a long time um, about looking out at you know outward for investment into the brand. And there were a lot of people that were coming and, and I'll call them gentlemen suitors to my boss. Right. <laughs> to invest no money into the pro- right. Yeah. Yeah. And just to invest money in the brand where we could build more inventory, do more, buy more, you know, do get the road show even bigger and, and be able to really like, you know, explode the brand uh, even more. And, and uh, Warren was one of those companies and they finally uh, came to an, an agreement. Uh, with Mike, and then they actually just acquired the brand. So uh, I am now officially a Warren employee. So that is that's a new <laughs> that's a new right. thing too. But it's been uh, you know the thing that's been really cool with that is I think that even a company as large as Warren is, and as big as a brand is, they they really saw uh, the value and the same thing, the integrity and in the, in the products and the brand as a whole, and then decided it was better off uh, for us uh, to just be under the same. Uh, house and under the same umbrella, uh, rather than being out there and be, you know, maybe quote unquote against each other. But that, you know, we, we complement their product line and now, you know, now and their, and their, and their product and our products don't exist without their product in that sense. Right. You know? Right. So it's it, like, there's some things you guys yeah. just do really well, man. And I think, you know, not getting to the conversation we had probably three, four months ago about this product, that product, whatever, but, there, I think that to me, when that happened, I was like, oh, I guess they get it. There's just some things you do really well. And they're like, you know what? We need to get this. Yeah. And they do a lot of, and exactly that point, you know, even we've been, we've been told a lot from Warren, uh, even especially in the immediate and even in the, in the future here, the Factor 55 is still going to be operating independently of Warren. So like a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're just going to take over all your manufacturing. Nah. They're going to do all this stuff and, and it's, ruin just, it. it's not the case. 
yeah, yeah. It's not it's not the case at all. They really see how nimble we are and the and the availability um, of our design team and all the stuff that we've got going on as far as a company goes. And so they're they're more about backing us up and supporting that way more than they're about trying to change anything. Um, you know, Warren's a seventy year old company. I mean, they have they're a legacy brand, and uh, you know they have. They've got their own battles that they got to deal with, right? So right. they're just letting us cruise along and continue to, to build up and to support them. And even with the new products that we did release, uh, like the recovery kit, our new rope retention pulley, like a lot of these other like little individual pieces, we still have an entire line of industrial products uh, for our military mining uh, industrial customers, right, that are all being released even later this summer. So, I mean, it, there's zero slowdown here. It is just moving forward and continuing to, to develop more stuff and uh and just to make sure that everybody stays safe man no matter what facet it is yeah and like you said it best you guys complement each other and uh I, I was excited and even in the press release it talked about you guys still working independent when i first saw it uh so yeah kudos to to warner and you know both your brands uh you know support uh route one six you guys have supported me for multiple years and everything that we're doing and all the events we want to reach out to and you know speaking of factor 55 itself you support numerous charities clubs events big small you know company like mine veteran business and, and more and the support that you guys shown my brand and the podcast is just second to none as well but one thing i can say is that you guys take that supporting above all person. Uh, I want to say this. There's very uh, few brands that take it to the level that you do. Um, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, we shared a lot of things. I call you up. You're able to support a, a particular event. It could be short notice. Um, but I think it's also that mutual thing where, you know, hey, we're working for you to put your stuff out there and you guys help to kind of get our name out there. But why, why does Factor 55, you, you guys are, you're established and you got Warren like seeking you out now, but why do you do that? Why do you go above and beyond when it comes to this area, this specific area? Because you got small clubs, large clubs, you got various charities. Uh, it's crazy when I go out to all these events, you know, throughout the Southeast and I see Factor 55 products out there. I mean, and I know they're probably talking to you. Uh, it's just amazing. You know, why is, why is that so important to your brand? You know, I think a lot of it is when I first, like when I first came on to start working with Mike, um, you know, I really, for me, it's, I, I think for me, it was something that I was able to bring to the table for Mike, you know, cause Mike is such a, um, uh, you know, he's, he's a mechanical engineer man. he's very, he's very numbers oriented. He's very a certain way. And I think that that's where the two of us really have that balance. Like I played in a band that was on tour and was dealing with, you know, being on the road all the time. And, and I, and, uh, and I spent the most of my twenties bartending, right. So dealing with like the best of people and the worst of people, <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> so it's like, so it really turned out for me to be able to come into this role and to be able into uh, customer service, uh, and look at it in a, in an also in a way of where the same thing with scuba, right. Where you're familiar with dive trips and being right. around them, you know, exactly how those guys, they have to, you have to watch out for all the little nuances that can happen because, that's a life and death scenario. Like if somebody's eyes are getting wide and they're starting to freak out, they're starting to repel the gear off of them underwater. You could be in a bad situation. Right. Quickly, right? Out, so yeah. Have, yeah. So having to go through like all of these different scenarios in my life and leading up even to when it came to off-roading, um, you know, one of the things that I, I think that I, that I always wanted was like, I, it's like this, it's like this, like I got certified for scuba. I loved it so much. I became an instructor, right? I got, 
I got into jeeping and before I knew it, I was running one of the largest clubs in the state of Idaho. And then here I am turned around like, I, dude, I, I was just like everybody else. I started seeing all of the pro links and flat links and all the our different shackle mount parts on the front of Terraflex, Genrite, like on all these other different builds and Jeeps. And I was like, well, those guys, like, I love this. And those guys are professional. So, like, I got to have what they have, right? Right. So I started looking it up and was like, Factor 55, Boise, Idaho. Like, why is this dude wheeling with us every weekend? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's right. how that whole thing started. And I think that for me, no matter how big or how small the charity, the club, the thing is, I mean, because there are thousands. I mean, every day, right? There's something going on. Right. Some, you know, poor, you know, you know, how veteran organizations, kids with cancer, like, I mean, dude, that's just endless, like the stuff that happens. And for us, the reason, the reason why we always reach out there, I think is because dude, I'm in the same way, man. I mean, people are passionate and it's about the people that are out on the trail and wheeling and doing that type of stuff. The same way that I, when I first got into off-road and that community provided something to me in my life that is hard to, it's hard to duplicate anywhere else. Right. And it's amazing. It's amazing. The amount of people where like even the people I first met when I started off-roading are the first guys that'll show up to my house to help me move versus friends I've had for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's crazy how, yes. how you share so much passion with somebody else because you drive the same car. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's wild, man. So for us, I always, you know, I always really look at it and do whatever we can to kind of support that way because it was how, that's how, you, that was how, you know, the, we, we built the brand, right? It was a showing like, yeah, man, we care and we do. You know? Right. Now it's I'm really probably cool. going to get some hate mail though, because I, I, people want to say, Hey, why did Justin just call his Jeep a car? So, you know, Thanks, sir, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. Well, I, I mean, dude, I know offense all of our Toyota people out there, guys with Lexuses. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I'm just in, in it anyway, right? Right. And and I, I tell you, we we always have that stuff where we have, like, you know, Toyotas talk about Jeeps, you talk about. But when you get off the trail, it's all about the trail, helping each other, interacting, being around that campfire. And, yes, it, it is a very hard thing to duplicate. And that is one of the passions of this show is to find these outdoor activities, find these things engage people because i truly believe if you really want to fall if you really really want to try to solve some of the complex problems in society you, you got to start with something in common and once you have something in common you can communicate once you communicate you can start solving some of these problems and 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 it's just amazing what you guys do and and help be a catalyst and that support to help people engage and whatnot because yes your products do help people come to events because you know what some some people it it's, might be tough for them to go out and save up for some of these products but boy if they're able to buy a, a small raffle ticket and able to win that you know large item i mean it's a pretty big deal and it's awesome to to see that and i i know that all of my clients customers appreciate uh the support that we get and i know that our listeners do as well um and i will before we go to the thing we're going to talk about next uh idaho man you hunt elk do you hunt at all yeah <laughs> No, I don't, man. I, I, I wish I did, you know, to have that conversation, but I do not. But I know I know enough about it that it's awesome here. So there's that. I'll, I know that even Dell even Dell Albright actually sneaks up here from time to time to go hunt. So it's really it's really good, good from friends. what I hear. Well, if you are like myself, if you have a uh, a disability rating with VA, I think above fifty percent, Idaho is so pro veteran. From like out of state, like a, a normal elk tag is crazy, right? We're talking hundreds of dollars. 
Idaho is so friendly to like an out of state tag for someone that qualifies it, that whatever that percentage is, I just don't have the stuff in front of me. Um, I think it's something like 40 or 50 bucks, dude. For an wow, yes. that is a great deal. It's stupid. Oh like I, I believe me, I've done the research. So you might find me out there one year on some elk, and I might have to hey, hit man. you up and come by. But yeah, come hey, on by. You know what? If you like to hike, you can come with because you know I got help need help carrying all that meat back, brother. <laughs> well, dude, I'm telling you, man. Like the 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 it's so amazing the stuff that's here in the Idaho backcountry, and it's it's really. It's really an interesting thing because so many people think of like, oh, Factor 55, like, where are you guys at? Everybody thinks we're in Southern California because that's where most of the brands are, right. Right? where most of the off-roading is going on and, and that kind of thing. But the thing that a lot of people don't know about this area, and I hate to put, bust, you know, put the secret out there to the world, but, you know, the thing about this is that, you know, the majority of our state is the Frank Church wilderness. And there is just complete, unta- un- just untapped land that's in the middle of the whole majority part of our state right and they've actually i think somebody told me one time i think the statistic is something there's there's more length of river in the state of idaho than there are miles of highway in the whole u.s Dang. so it's there's a whole other segment of the waterways and stuff that are happening here in our state and and the the terrain like dude so i live where boise is at we live in the high mountain desert so 30 miles uh away from us is mountain home air force base and it's not by chance that it looks like Afghanistan, right? Everywhere right. we live and why there's an air force base here. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> yep. so, so right where we're at, as soon as you, I mean, we're talking 20 minutes, you're in the foothills, 10 more minutes, you're at the tree line, an hour North, you're deep in the national forest. And then past that, you're in just an untapped wilderness. Now that's North. Now turn around and go South. And dude, you have the the Waihee Mountain Range, and we have tons of BLM land, wide open access to desert, gnarly rock crawling trails. I mean, we have everything from mild to wild, just tucked up way right in here. And like, I mean, this is one of those places where literally from downtown you can be up skiing, and then thirty minutes later be down playing golf, right? Like that's the that's kind of the allure. This the high mountain lakes, all of the stuff that's here and available, and so it really gives us. You know, we get to see everything. And just like with you guys hunting, now, now think about the, all the other people that are out there hunting, right, when it comes to this. And this is where this is where I always gets in the trick with uh, even us as a brand. If somebody's got a truck and they're going in the backcountry, I mean, tires touching dirt. You're just driving to your blind. You're trying to do whatever you're going to be doing, right? Who's to say you're not going to come across some teenage kids stuck in the mud? But right. you don't have your Jeep. You don't have your winch. But now... Maybe you need a couple of bundle of some kit that needs to be with you at all times because your vehicle is going off pavement. And that's one of the things that we are able to test so easily here because, dude, just like I was saying, 30 minutes out of downtown is a ski resort called Bogus Basin. And, I mean, it's at 2,500 feet of elevation in Boise, but the, you know, the, the summit of Bogus Basin is almost 8,000 feet. So that, that's, just in, that's just in, you know, a 30-minute drive right from our downtown. And so – Sometimes people go up and start riding around on the ridge road in the middle of wintertime and dude, tow trucks won't go up there. Forest service isn't going to help you. You know what I mean? So we get phone calls all the time. Like, Hey man, can you get some Jeeps up here and help this guy get off the mountain? Like it happens all the time, you know? So it's, it's a great testing platform for all of our products. And 
I mean, this place is amazing. It really is a, a wonderful place to live in a great community. So you kind of moonlight as Idaho tourism, as well as Factor 55 towing. You got a lot of things going on yeah. there, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, well, dude, when you're passionate about one thing, man, it's easy to be passionate about a lot of things. Heck yeah. That's <laughs> perfect. And it really falls in line with what we're doing here. And you know what? So Justin and I spoke last week, and we're going to do... And something you kind of led up to, it kind of been leaning out there. We're going to do one Route 16 Grind giveaway uh, to win. You're going to have to do a few things. First off, obviously, you're going to have to listen to the podcast and pay attention to Route 16 social media accounts. Uh, we're going to share action items throughout June. And so what's an action item? It's something that you will have to do, like follow Fat 55, tag a friend in a post, and more. Patreons, you are automatically entered for every giveaway here on the Route 16 Grind. The higher Patreon level, the more automatic entries you will receive. So what action items you ask? Well, here you go. You must follow Route 16 and Fat 55 on Instagram and Facebook. Guys, pay attention. You must follow Route 16 and Fat 55 on Instagram and Facebook. You must post a picture with text, photos with audio, or video with hashtag my worst recovery you will need to post this on instagram and facebook you must tag fat 55 and you must tag route 16 grind all right you must share and tag a friend on the route 16 grind post for all episodes in june on facebook so that's a lot of information i know but guess what we're gonna go put it on the social media it'll be in the show notes as well and the winner is going to be announced no later than 30 June of this year. So we're going to run it all month. And Justin, uh, what are they going to win this month, man? So what we're going to do is we're actually going to put together a whole package of stuff. So if you, uh, so the winner, what we're going to do, the base of the winner is going to be, you're going to get our 1.0 uh, fair lead, which is uh, uh, mil spec type three hard anodized. So it's a great upgrade for any of you guys using synthetic winch lines. You're going to get one of our flat link E's, our most popular winch line shackle mount, our flat link expert. And then we're also going to throw in our flat link rope guard. So you're going to get the rope guard, the flat link E, and the fairly, the full setup for the front end of your vehicle. And then for those, if uh, the winner is announced and doesn't have a winch setup or has uh, something with or doesn't use synthetic line, for instance, it uses steel cable, then we'll modify that package per the winner sweet man that's great and we'll make sure to have that on our show notes as well and justin you know thank you so much for joining us for this interview it was you know we had to do a couple of things to make it happen and life things and you know volcanoes are coming next who knows but uh appreciate <laughs> you making it dude and hey when people want to find you guys where do they go brother oh it's super easy you can check us out at uh, factor55.com on uh, facebook slash factor 55 youtube slash factor 55 or on instagram at factor 55 llc and so if you comment like do anything you have any questions you can feel free to give us a call we're always there answering the phone uh email and late at night uh messaging back on all of the social media stuff so if you ever see anything you're ever curious about something feel free to reach out we will definitely get back to you very quickly thank you again there justin for being with us and uh we'll definitely be talking to you yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Appreciate being on the show, man. Want to be on the show? Maybe share with us some interesting hunting, fishing, overlanding, wheeling, or adventuring news? Then give us a call at the Route 16 Grind Hotline at 919-694-3356, and maybe you will be on our next show. Go Adventure!
This week on Go Adventure, we once again catch back up with one of our favorite people and overlanders, Sir William Goes. What's happening? And thanks for having me on the show. Man, what a chaotic past few months this has been. So I think when we talked last time, we had just moved into the camper here on family land and we're doing what we call mooch docking, which is basically just an extension cord dropped across the yard to uh, my cousin's house here. And luckily we've been here because it was March when we had decided that we were going to finally leave here. And it was also March that the COVID stuff started happening. So I'm kind of glad that we weren't over, you know, on the other side of the country when all that stuff went down and that we were right here close to, you know, a familiar place. But man, what a wild and crazy ride it's been all the way through, not only just for living in the RV, but just this whole entire thing. It's been, it's been wild. So Christy's been working from home. I've been working from home for a while now already but you know with us both working from home and living here it's been quite an adjustment after all we are in a 21 foot travel trailer so it's i want to say it's a little bit less than 200 square foot so it's been uh it's been an adventure already we haven't even gone anywhere so it's me christy the two dogs and it's it's tight living man but we're getting to it. We're getting our routines down. We're getting used to everything. So really, it's been kind of a blessing in disguise that we've been able to make this transition, a soft transition, instead of, you know, diving headfirst, so to speak, into it and being in totally unfamiliar places. But we do plan on leaving soon. It's getting about that time where we've started, you know, all right, everything's starting to, you know, kind of calm down a little bit. So we've been planning our next step. Um, we think that we're going to go to the Appalachian Mountains and stay in the Appalachian Mountains, at least for the summertime, uh, so that way we can ride out the really hot summers of uh, the southeast here. I don't know if we want to go too far, and the primary reason is is because we're afraid that this stuff could pop back off again uh, in the fall or the winter, and if that happens, we don't want to be too far away because a lot of people don't realize that you know, there's a lot of full-time RVers out there, and when all this stuff happened, there was a lot of places that completely shut down, and there was a lot of full-time RVers that had absolutely nowhere to go. So, it's been uh, it's it's been kind of a crazy ride, and like I said, I'm glad that we are blessed to be in the situation that we're in, so that way we weren't um, too incredibly hindered, you know. That said, uh, we're making some upgrades to the RV. In mid-June, we'll be going up to Dandridge, Tennessee. We'll spend probably a week or two weeks up there. And we're going to be installing three lithium-ion Battleborn batteries to give us 300 amp hours of electricity to our rig here. And we're also going to be installing a inverter-converter and charger system from a company called Victron. So that'll be one of the very first videos that we do in the series that we uh, release about RV living. We've just been collecting content for that. There's no videos yet on the RV living side of things. And as a matter of fact, we're still trying to come up with the perfect name for that series. So we're excited about that series and we're collecting tons and tons of content on it. So um, I'm excited to put some of that stuff together and show you guys what we've been doing. 
Now, as far as Sir William Goes series, uh, I just got done doing a trail around the state of South Carolina called the South Carolina Adventure Route, very similar to the Transamerica Trail. Uh, as a matter of fact, the first part of that series was just released yesterday as Sir William Goes on the South Carolina Adventure Trail. That should be a three or four part series, so that's going to be a, a, a cool one to watch. Uh, I got another trip planned uh, for the Kentucky Adventure Trail, which is going to be very similar, but it's going to go through Kentucky. And I'm looking forward to that trip. That'll be in mid-July sometime, so it'll be nice, hot, and muggy for us whenever we go do that. Uh, so yeah, so for Sir William Goes, there's been uh, there's been some there's been some traveling, man. I've been going now for badass builds. I just got done releasing an episode a couple weeks ago of a guy that I met that has a uh, super swapped 1987 Toyota 4Runner, super cool rig. Also got to go see the guys over at the garage shop, Aaron Brown and them guys uh, built a really nice old rat rod that's dubbed the world's fastest rat rod. It's a land speed car. They're also working on a land speed car that is the Daytona Super B, I think is what it's called. It's the, uh, it's the old Plymouth, uh, it's the old Plymouth Roadrunner or, or whatever that was used in NASCAR. It's a really cool rig. you got to watch that episode. And then, of course, we walked around the FJ40, uh, which is always a treat. So, yeah, I've been doing quite a bit of uh, things with badass builds. So, hot new episodes to go check out on that end. And we went and collected the content to produce episode one of USA on Dirt. I'm super stoked about this series. This is kind of my passion project, the USA on Dirt series is. So, I'm super excited to get that episode out there. We went up to Gulch's Off-Road Park in Lawrence, South Carolina, and had a great time. You know, we got to watch some Jeeps. We got to watch some Toyotas. We got to watch a little bit of everything was out there, wheeling around, and then we even got to see a bounty hill climb, which I don't know if you or the listeners have ever had the opportunity to take a look at a rock bouncer, and these things are just absolutely amazing pieces of machinery. I mean, you're talking about something that's got a big huge v8 big huge 40 plus inch tires and they're just balls to the wall going straight up these rocks and bouncing and it's just it's unbelievable they flip backward it's crazy so that's going to be a really cool first episode and again i'm really looking forward to the usa on dirt series i think that it's going to be uh i think that it's going to be a really cool series for us so yeah that's what i've been up to man we hadn't really been doing a whole lot of traveling but we have still been going still collecting content still trying to put out some episodes and also still trying to work and also still trying to survive in this crazy world that we're living in right now so i really appreciate you having us on these are always fun to do i always like catching up with you guys until next time peace thanks a lot sir william goes for that we definitely look forward to your future contributions and hey listeners if you want to follow him uh, usa on dirt sir william goes he's on youtube facebook He's out there, Instagram. You can Google him. He's going to pop up. Or you can just check our show notes and you can find out what he's up to. He's got some great information out there and he's got some great content and he has some great adventures. Since 1989, Tuffy Security Products has been the industry leader in automotive security. Tuffy has a variety of vehicle-specific consoles, drawers, and lockboxes. Tuffy manufacturers adventure-ready organization and security for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Visit TuffyProducts.com and use special offer code GRIND to save 10% on your order.
The Cup of Joe segment is brought to you by Sea steak Coffee. Have you ever actually drank good coffee? Stop wasting your money on old, stale coffee from the store and make the switch to Sea steak Coffee. Sea steak Coffee is a United States Marine Corps veteran-owned and operated roastery selling premium coffee that's roasted on order and delivered fresh to you. Order your coffee today at www.seasteakcoffee.com. Man, Ethan, I, I'll tell you what. I think that right there, in just my opinion, since you and I have uh, synced up to take this show forward, I really honestly feel that this has been our best show. Uh, I think it gets better every week. It's like yeah. a fine wine. It gets better with time. There you go. I like that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I tell you, we covered a lot of things. Uh, we put our hearts out there with this. It's a tough topic, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not it, – it, it's tough. I think uh, – I think, all this whole situation, um, if you if it doesn't hurt you uh, in, in some way, shape, or form, I mean, you really need to check your humanity. Um, just everything going on, there are a lot of people hurting, and you know we can isolate uh, a lot of different topics and subjects and wrongs and rights and all that. But throughout the last three months, f- from everything that has gone on, there are some people their entire lives are totally changed, and I, I don't know if some people are going to recover. And, you know, I'm fine with uh, us having these discussions on this uh, in this format. And I'm glad that you are, too, because I think it's silly to act like you don't see it and not acknowledge it. I I just I don't operate that way. And I know you don't either, brother. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I <laughs> it's awesome that the show is just becoming so dynamic because every week it just becomes dynamic. It it. it adapts and pivots every time something happens and it's not i love that we just don't stick to you know the the hard on script you know we were able to deviate we're able to let our uh conversations naturally go and you know it's i think it's just created some really uh intense content that you know maybe we were scared you know with uncharted waters before but you know i'm really digging the the path we're going down and i i definitely want to i want to keep the wheels turning yeah and, and you know ron thank you so much for your content we got some more i mean ron's uh he puts out some good content i i got the things for the next couple of shows that he's put out there and I, I really love what he brings from uh Riker usa and great brand make sure to go check him out they're doing if you're in the north carolina area uh he does all the concealed carry training he does the Riker. they, they go out and do all the uh, different level of carbine and, and stuff so he's an actual if you will call it a tactical instructor seek him out he trains you know, all the different uh you know he trains law enforcement chasing citizens you name it uh he, he's out there and i can speak uh because obviously I've worked with Ron in many different capacities. Uh, this guy's legit, and he's just not there spewing and um, trying to just Velcro up. Um, you know, I think one thing too, and you heard it from Justin, which I loved. You started off with the whole, "Hey, we let's just you know try and get outdoors. Let's find these things, activities, <clears throat> trying to do some internal healing." I think it's a kind of a way to look at it. And then you know, and Justin talked about the whole being in that community, doing the off-road groups, and it just resonates. And that's something you always hear with people. And you know, bikers have that. When I rode Harley's for years, uh, you had a very tight community, and people were just that's what brought you together and. You know, I love that when we're talking to Justin, he brought that in. Uh, It's very hard to replicate that type of grouping. Um, And you start with something that's very common. Um, 
I really do feel if people <clears throat> can disconnect from the phone, disconnect from the talk. I, I hate watching the news. Like I think there are a bunch of idiots <laughs> on there. You know, just just my opinion, but whatever. But um, disconnect from those things and actually go out and engage with people. Are you going to disagree? Absolutely, you are, man. You totally are. But that's okay. Uh, and that's what makes us, to me, that's what makes us stronger. We're able to listen and hear and respect people's other opinions. But no one should be forcing you to agree or disagree, whatever the case. And uh, there's so much respect that I have felt when I've gone out into these different activities and with people that I know we do not have the same politics, but there's so much respect and there's humanity with that. Oh, you need help, dude. Hey, what do you need? Uh, it's just amazing. So yeah, man, I really appreciate you kind of wrapping that in, bring that in. And, and it was just cool. Unscripted. Justin brought the, the stuff in from his too. So that was really cool, man. I enjoyed that. Oh yeah. Oh, and, uh, just to give a quick plug here, um, Ron from Riker. Um, if you guys don't follow him, you should, he puts a lot of great content on his Instagram too. It's Riker USA, but, um, he did post on his storyline that he's running like back to back to back classes, um, and running deals on them too, you know, just to get people trained up and get people educated. So just a quick shout out for him. Uh, I didn't want to miss that, but yeah, uh, outdoors medicine uh you know self-healing it's it's super important to uh you know take advantage of those things and you know what about sir william goes man <laughs> he's he's a i'll tell you what that guy he is so fun to follow i had the pleasure and you can go back to the up and i feel so bad to this day that that really was a poor audio uh interview with him and i gotta get him back mm-hmm. on and we gotta do it again but uh <laughs> i was able to meet him at the 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 garage shop that he was talking about um out west in, in it's like charlotte it's kind of in that area north of charlotte um and and just a great bunch of people uh, set up like an overland kind of discussion and talk about it. He was one of the speakers. And you know what? He is he is what you hear in his uh, content. That's exactly who he is when you meet him in person. Uh, he's a helper. He's a bridge. Um, he's he's all about just, you know. And, and you know what? He he has a tremendous amount of knowledge, and there's not one bit of arrogance with him, man. And I, he, it was so great to hear his story and him to share that with us. And I'm hoping uh, that, yeah, next maybe next time we're, we'll be able to hear his <laughs> wife, too, because, man, last time when she was on, it kind of was fun, too. So maybe we'll hear from her as well. Yeah, I know you had that here to, you know, to discuss, and that's kind of why I let you take the, the reins on it, because, um, you know, you, you had that, that continuity with him from the, the previous show. And uh, when I was, you know, when we were in the works and I was kind of getting a feel for what Route 1 Six is all about, I that was the very first show I listened to. And I was like, wow, that's a really fun segment. So, you know, I definitely was gl- really glad that we could get him back on here. Um, glad to hear some, you know solid updates from you know them making the most of what they can from the situation and it's it's definitely a cool story and an, and an admirable you know move they're taking to um you know kind of change their lives and just simplify and go back to the basics so super super admirable super cool thing they're doing um it definitely doesn't, you know, takes the limitations off from, you know, what they're going to be able to experience as a family. And the upgrades they're making are super cool, you know, environmentally friendly. They're definitely like taking it to that next level. 
Yeah, I just love how he just like these things are pieces of crap. Like it's just so funny. He, he's he's brutally honest, and uh, so they you're are, gonna, dude. And I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> the with, RVs with we're contract. talking about. With, yeah, I mean they they are they're 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 tiny homes, but homes weren't meant to move. Think about moving your home and all the impacts you would have on plumbing, electrical, etc. Good God, and my garage with, would no. Yeah, <laughs> with <laughs> with how uh, you know uh, again dynamic uh, the contracting world can be for what I, I do it you know you can move around a lot and i actually got a camper as like a dual thing i was like man i'm traveling a lot i go on tdy and all this stuff you know checking out some new contracts standing up a couple things um i actually got a camper half was supposed to be for you know pleasure and enjoyment always wanted to go out west and or have it to go out and you know hey brian let's go do an elk hunt you know in idaho you know stay for a week that'd be sick but it ended up me really just you know using it to go to these different sites so with that you know i semi-permanently lived in it for you know short periods of time i never actually did like small tiny home living but even with my experience with you know staying you know three four days at a time in it i'm like man i don't know how people do this with you know let alone with families and animals and kids yeah it's tough and i admire you know what's funny is uh i hope my wife listens to this podcast i really do because (laughs) um my whole plan uh before my wife came in my life uh my whole plan was retire from the marine corps um buy an rv and just travel and just travel because i love being i I think in my past life i was a trucker or something dude i mean i I just love being on the road and driving nomadic yeah i'd love that and uh when i met my wife uh I met her, good gosh, man, initially met her around 2000. And so we dated for five years, then we got married. And that, you know, that wasn't in the cards. That that wasn't going to happen. There's no way that that wasn't appealing to her. And you know what? That's one of the things I like about her, too. She has her own interests. Uh, It isn't necessarily that. But that's not for everybody. And I love that she could be honest like that. Yeah, that's not for me. Um but I think it's a blessing in disguise because everyone I have spoken with that lives that type of life, they say, man, I should just went the boat way. <laughs> yeah. Just a houseboat. Yeah. So it's like all the people that do the power boats and stuff and they go like to, you know, to the Caribbean and, you know, all that. They just seem to be a little bit more happier than sitting there doing roadside maintenance all the time. <laughs> But hey, you, we got a thing we're kind of doing this weekend too. We got the Moore County, uh, Moore County, uh, North Carolina, the Moore County Bow Hunters. Uh, there's an event happening in Vast this weekend that you and I are going to probably head out to and check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Here I'm, I'm coming back. I it choked on my own spit, so that you know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So you hit me up about two days ago. Um, you said you sent me a link. I didn't get the link, so I didn't know what you were talking about. But <laughs> right, <you're just laughs> then like- when you said it, I, I checked it out. And um, it's good to hear. Like I said, you know, things are opening back up. Um, we're trying to establish a new norm. And the like you said, Moore County uh, Bow Hunters is having a small 3D shoot this weekend. So if you guys are in the area, come check it out. We'll be there. Um, I'm going to dust, you know, I'm going to dust off the old Hoyt and get it out there and, uh, we're going to shoot it and, you know, see how, uh, Brian's <laughs> how jacked up. Bre- no, I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, damn. Where Brian's at. <laughs> 
I do. I think I do okay. We'll find out. But yeah, hey, great, if you come out there and you say hi to us or stuff, you mentioned the show off, we might give you a nice little, you know, magnetic koozie or something. I don't know. Might have them with us. So you might want to come by, say hi, get a card or whatever. And, uh, you know, talking about fishing, dude, we need to go fishing. Like you were, when that whole thing, I was like, dude, yep, it's time to, you know, go. Cause I, I always take, if I'm going out somewhere, I always have a fishing pole with me. So it's so funny you say that. I'm like, yeah, that's so me. That's why I have the front seat out of my Jeep because I need all that space. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I think, yeah, it'd be great to hook up, go fishing and link up. I know a couple spots, uh, that we can kind of go to as well. I know some farmland we can go to. So yeah, man, we definitely should try and do that. That'd be great. And I love fishing because it's like, you know, hunting. Yes, it, it is to an extent too. <clears throat> excuse me. But, you know, fishing, like I said, and you know, just as well, you can put a travel pack in your vehicle with you and it doesn't have to be, but five, five, I've fished for five minutes before. If I, if I'm on a crunch or, you know, I was running late from getting home from work and I, but I just need that five minutes or, or that spot just strikes me, you know, it doesn't take anything to already have a lure tied on or something and just stop. And you might get, you might do something called fan casting. So you, you're basically just like surveying the area, you know, you'll throw down alongside right bank, left bank, and then you'll just work the numbers, you know, two, 10, 12, so on and so forth. And just kind of area cast just to, See if you can locate it. Depends on if bass are spawning or what 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 your target species is. But you know you can kind of just like it, it's not something you have to devote all day to. So right. it's something that you can kind of just like you know stop and enjoy for a bit. Right, right, right. Well, I'm so glad we're starting the summer podcast giveaway. So we got a lot of things that we're kind of like looking at doing this summer. Uh, we really are so excited for you guys to participate. Go get your friends involved, all that. Uh, it's really going to help you out. And I was initially, uh, we were thinking it was going to be a Factor 55 gift certificate. Man, that's some really cool stuff that uh, is being thrown out there. We're talking about the flat link, you know, the the uh, link cover. And you're also looking at the, uh, oh, man, what is it? Oh, I forgot the name of it, man. It's the thing that goes on the winch line. Um, but, you know, depending off if you have cable or synthetic, uh, you know, you're, you're good, man. And that is like, that's what I, I roll with it, some of that. Um, I think I went to Warren once they, they sponsored us this last year. That's the only time I switched it out, but I use the fact of fairing. And so I use that for a long time. Um, but, and normally when I take my stuff, like the stuff off my Jeep, if, if I'm, I'm doing that, I'll usually give it to somebody that it might be a little bit tougher for them to get that. But the fact of makes such quality stuff. And, you know, far as these giveaways i just want to reiterate guys you know patreons automatically get entered and the higher level is bonus i think we got four different levels i might not need to do some modifications on the patreon uh board uh for some clarity but you're going to get bonus levels depending on what level that you support the show with because that's one way that we want to throw that support back uh, because your contributions do help produce this show. They help produce uh, some of the products that we're going to give away because, you know, we might work with a company and it might be a little bit tough to get a, a full freebie. So we'll get an extreme reduced cost thing. Or if we have to do shipping, you know, we don't want you to pay for shipping. We want to ship it. So there's a variety of things that we're looking at. This isn't just, you know, to go in our Pockets. This is actually going into the show to help make it better for everybody. It helps us produce a better show that you can listen to, learn from, enjoy while you're out there doing all the things that you're doing on your normal activity. If you leave us a review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, you get an entry. Um, you know, you complete the action item, and you get bonus entries. 
you know, along with the Factor 55 products, we're going to have an item from Vortex, you know, maybe another couple items. We have a product from RCBS. We have some quick bricks, a quick grip. Um, I'm looking at some grab bar stuff. There's a lot of different products that I'm looking at to possibly throw out there, but we need you to kind of participate and, and get that out there. We want to get our show out there. We want you to celebrate these brands that are supporting us as well, because we can't do it without them. We can't do it without you. We can't do it without these brands. So, and the biggest thing that we really want to see, we want to have fun with this. So that hashtag, my worst recovery in your post, tell us the story behind it. Show us the picture, do a video, you know, write some text, whatever means that you have available, put it out there. Okay. And put that hashtag, my worst recovery, and then make sure to hashtag root one, six grind root one, six grind that hashtag there. We also have some big news from Nexon. You're going to want to listen to the next show. Well, you should want to listen to every show, but next week we're going to have some big news with us in Nexon, uh, where I got, uh, everything goes well. We're going to have a great interview with Paul from Nexon tire, and we're going to share some information with them. He's got some good news that we're going to talk about. Make sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, even Pinterest. You want to be the first to know I'm going to go back to it. You got to be a Patreon automatic entries, and you're going to be the first to know on some of these things that we're going to be running. You want to be in the loop, become a Patreon today. Where's the link? It's on our social media page. Go to Instagram, click on the link. No problem. Easy to do, or just check the show notes in here and you can go to find our Patreon page. So we're going to, I'm going to do something a little different this show. I'm going to have some closing remarks. Uh, I'm going to let Ethan, uh, Hey man, if you have any closing remarks that you want to do, I, I got something I just, Every, the, earlier in the show, man, it just really my my heart, dude, and all that. I I put something down, and this is gonna be one of the shows I'm gonna have some kind of closing remarks. Actually, you know, what? Well, go ahead and start. Go ahead. I want to see where you want to take this. So, you know, for me, uh, this is just kind of something that I wrote earlier. I just want to share it with you. Hope each of you and your families are safe. Stay pot, staying positive throughout this very challenging period. Living in the sticks, my family and I have been not been too impacted. I hope there can be some positive <clears throat> actions and enduring solutions that we can build in order to establish peace and unity. It is also my hope that there can be unequivocal acknowledgement and respect of all freedoms, both enumerated and not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. And if you need a little bit of guidance, make sure to reference the Ninth Amendment. In my personal life, I understand yelling at the TV changes nothing. I do my best to involve myself within my community through formal and informal exchanges. In doing so, I, along with others, have contributed to positive changes in our spheres and influence. These engagements have helped my opinions to evolve. I have gained a larger degree of empathy for others, and I have found myself growing into more of a resource than a person with just an opinion. Posting a hashtag on social media about something on a feed, it really doesn't do anything. Making yourself available to your neighbors and community are actions that help patch the cracks within our society. If there is anything that I can do to help you build a bridge in your community, please reach out. I am more than happy to help. That's Brian's closing remarks. That is, uh, I don't know. I didn't hear you drop your mic or anything. Yeah, I, and I mean that sincerely. That's not something for me to like. I'm I'm dead serious. That is me, and I, I think the people that have known me over the years, uh, 
through the off-road community, through the people I have started to engage with in the outdoors community, the people that I work with with other brands know that as me. I mean that sincerely, guys. Um, I, I, I put my money where my mouth is. I was a person in my own community that was like constantly, let's just call it what it is, just bitching. Why is this that? Why is this this? And I'm, but I'm not doing anything. So I put my money out those. I started getting involved in my own village and different things that I could do. I join a board. I hey, I want to do this, want to do that. I put my name out there. I get selected and then I contribute to that. And then on top of it, these events that we do, the whole reason why we support them, we sponsor things, uh, we sponsor groups. And the reason why we do things or events, and I'm looking so excited to try to do this is because we want to bring people together. It's the fact that we can come together peacefully, engage, is where we can learn and respect one another. And it starts with generally an activity. If you really look through all the points of your life as where you connect with people that get you, the people that respect you, people that actually reflect love upon you, it took something that you connected with. And we're hoping that this show can be one of those things that you connect with, pushes you out side of your house, outside of your your little safe space that you feel is just safe. You want to be safer? Get around some people that understand and you can relate with. And you know what? You're going to be exposed to some things that you might not have understood before. And you get a better perspective, an educated perspective on the things that are out there that just you know may not have been an issue with you. Maybe you're not a person that has dealt with racism, right? It doesn't say it does exist. It absolutely does exist. But how can you understand that? How can you, instead of just having an opinion, like, oh, man, it's not that. And you can understand that the people that do have no given grievances with certain parties of our government, certain positions of our government, whatever the case may be, they may be honest grievances and they reserve the right to protest and peacefully assemble and have a redress onto that government level, whatever it may be, city, state, federal. And you should support that. No different than you support all the other rights. They're all kind of one. And your rights are use, yours and yours alone. The government did not provide them to you. They are your rights. And that's what's so important. You, If you don't read the Constitution, don't really get it. When they created it, they did a great job. And those amendments, and I'm telling you right now, Ninth Amendment, you really need to look at it. And you might want to relook at how you look at this whole COVID thing. You know, no one should have power over you and say what you can and can't do in the aspect. If you're not hurting anybody, if you're not taking their stuff, you're not looking to do harm, any of that, you have, you should have no problem in just going about your life and no one should stop you in doing that. Yeah. Uh, that is, and yeah, most certainly a hard act to follow. I mean, you, you said it all, you said it a lot. Um, you know, that that's definitely has a lot of key takeaways that I don't want to touch on. I, I want, I want the viewers to actually formulate their own opinions on it and think about it rather than already having, you know, a, a train of thought going from us. So I, I want, I want to, I want to let that sink in there. And for me, you know, it's, you know, the, the it, it just comes back to united we stand, divided we fall. If we can't pull together as as a race of humans or as a as a country, you know, we're 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 not going to succeed in in the leaps and bounds that we could if we would just you know look at each other equally and you know just strive for the betterment of you know our country, our our our, our lives, our success rate. So. 
you know, just, just take a minute to, um, you know, kind of reflect on everything that's going on and, you know, really make an attempt to view it from a different perspective. And if you have, as Brian said, you know, you want to sit there and scream and throw the remote at the TV, it's it's doing nothing. Um, and, and if you could just take that, that, that initiative to be able to take something negative and draw the positive out of it. And, and that's just for, for life in general, for your own, your own family, your own work life, your own personal life, uh, physical and mental health. Uh, it, it takes, it's the same thing for a smile. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it takes more muscles to, or yeah, it takes less muscles to f- smile than it does to frown. And it, it can just lighten your mood and it, it, your day can just start with one breath, one smile, just just reflecting on what makes you you and what it's going to take for you to be successful in that moment, in that day, in your time. And, you know, it, it, it's so easy for us to be negative. It's so easy for us to drown in our doubts and our sorrows in and what, you know, how the world has been out to get me. You make your own destiny, you know, and I know there's outside influences, um, caveat, but, you know, if only you can make a change and it starts with looking in the mirror. So, you know, take a moment to to do that. And then the next step I want you guys to do, I'm trying to do this. I try to do this every day. It's an exercise I've been doing for years now. I'm not always the best at it, but take a moment to at least say one positive thing, one compliment to somebody in your daily life. It could be your spouse. That's the easy one. But how about while you are trying to shop, and especially now, be courteous to somebody. Help uh, somebody who's obviously struggling. Load groceries into their car. Get something down that they can't reach. Pick up a bag of dog food if it's somebody that you see could might you know be physically limited. Just do something nice for somebody, and you never know what that might do for that person, where they're at in life, and how you know it might influence them to pay it forward. And in if everybody can start getting those gears turning, getting the juices flowing, and do something like that. We, you know, it, you never know the ripple effect, the butterfly effect that it might have that, you know, ultimately might make a huge difference as we go down the road. Thank you all for joining us. And if you have made it this far, that means you love our show. You have to. This was a great one. It was a long one, but it was full of some good stuff. So remember, if you have an idea or maybe you would like to contribute to one of our segments, all you have to do is go to Route16.com and select contact and let us know your idea. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X.com and select contact. Thanks for listening to the Route16 Grind. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, Warren Industries, Tuffy Security Products, Sea State Coffee, and Route 16 Off-Road for their support. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just look for Route 16. That's R-O-O-T-O-N-E-S-I-X. Or just go to Route16.com. Until next week, plan smart, be safe, and as always, be prepared. Liberty for all. Yeah!